They say in the eye of the storm, there is calm where you can find serenity. What we here on our show have the courage to imagine is what if they made the whole storm out of that? My name is Mm. Justin McElroy and I am a serial enthusiast. Before I go on, I need to say that 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 would be a real eye-opener. I just, I I couldn't (laughs) hold it back. But um, I'm Dan Goubert, and I am a a serial biographer. um, And I tell tell the life stories of all the serials, and not just life serial either. It it, kind of feels like I've said that one before, so if Mm. anyone's keeping track of all the things that I've claimed to be, and you hear a repeat, please tell me, because... Add it to the wiki. Yeah, I just need to start putting all of these on my resume to keep track. Add it to the wiki. Um, uh, this is The Empty Bowl. It's a meditative podcast about cereal. Uh, what we want to create here for you is a safe space to relax, to unplug from the stresses of the world, and just think about cereal and nothing else for 30 minutes. You are worth that, my friends. Mm-hmm. Your mental state your mental health are worth that. And if this can be a respite to you, that is our goal. So please relax, get a bo- uh, bowl of cereal if you like, and uh, get ready for cereal news, cereal reviews, and just some some nice chill. Uh, Dan, this, uh, the, we, this is a chocolatey beginning to the news. Yes, yes, for sure. So... As we all continue to mourn the loss of Waffle Crisp, which I believe is is a sort of bereavement that will probably never leave me, we can take some solace in the fact that Ego Cereal, which uh, came back last year after being discontinued for, for several years, uh, they returned with a homestyle maple and a blueberry cereal, both of which were very good. Uh, and there was always the question of whether they would keep going with the Ego Cereal line, and now we know that they are. Uh, thanks to the cereal snob, we know that Kellogg's is releasing a chocolate Eggo cereal. And um, this sounds very interesting on the surface, but it raises a lot more questions than answers. Mm. Because uh, immediately I, uh, my thoughts were, this is going to be sweet because I don't think we've ever seen a chocolate maple cereal before. But the more I read into it, the more I look at the the box, and the more I read what Kellogg's has to say about it, the less I can be certain that this is actually going to be a maple-flavored cereal at all. Mm. Uh, This is how how Kellogg's describes it. Kellogg's Eggo Chocolate Waffle Cereal has the delicious taste and mouth-watering aroma of Eggo all packed into an indulgent mini-chocolate waffle piece. Each piece is dusted with chocolatey goodness that saturates the milk all the way to the last bite, leaving a bowl of delectable chocolatey cereal milk the new cereal will will be available at retailers nationwide in december Mm. so it it seems like in a description like that they were really dancing around whether this actually has maple in it and Mm. on the box it only calls it a chocolate waffle cereal so i'm kind of 50 50 on this one because if it's just another chocolate cereal then that's kind of lame but if we do get that historic fusion of chocolate and maple this could be a real winner yeah that's interesting. It seems like it's a weird mix to just have a cereal piece that uh, uh, is chocolate, but also is supposed to be a waffle. If it's just straight mm-hmm. chocolate, yeah, you'd think they'd do like chocolate chip because that's generally when you 
what you think of when it comes to chocolate and waffles, but yeah. I, I am not on the inside track of the the Ego brainstorming center. So yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see for for four more months or so. Yeah, until it'll be excruciating. Mm-hmm. That's all I think about until then. Uh, the the chocolate hits just keep on coming. Yeah. So in addition to chocolate Ego cereal, Quaker is debuting a chocolate life cereal. Uh, I don't know if, how much more I can actually say about this because it just it looks exactly how it sounds. Yeah. And I don't know what your opinions are on Life Cereal in general. I was about to ask. It's so weird, Dan, because I feel like we have not talked about Life much at all. And I was curious if you're gonna pick a base to work from, be it Chex or Life. What's your What's your preferred uh, base? I'm gonna pick Chex 100% of the time. Although. It does, I guess, matter what kind of checks we're talking about. I think corn checks is a much more robust platform for flavor than rice checks, but I guess that's kind of beside the point. I don't know about you, though. Texture-wise, I think fresh... <laughs> this is a, kind of a cheat, but I think fresh checks are better. But mm. I think once they've been swamped in milk for long enough, life takes on this, like unbelievable amount of milk <laughs> to a point where it just becomes like a slurry that is very mm-hmm. satisfying to chew uh and the sugar never seems to dissolve so it's just like gritty sugar and like some very moist wheat that we i find weirdly appealing i do get that definitely the the milky experience is good but i usually think about dry and something yeah. about something about life just doesn't hit right when dry just because yeah. it's it's kind of like a checks piece that got paved over by a road roller and like it's kind of it's really flat and it kind of just gives you this this limp chew rather than the the crunch that I'm looking for but I've recently had the overwhelming desire to have my heart broken uh, <laughs> that is unrelated to the next thing I'm about to say so Dan I hear there's a new licensed cereal on the way yeah, uh, this is this is an interesting one because you'd think with a property as borderline universal as Pokemon that it wouldn't take nearly 20 years to get a second Pokemon cereal. But uh, after the the around the turn of the millennium, obviously Kellogg's came out with Pokemon cereal, and that, despite being just you know kind of a Lucky Charms ripoff, is one of my favorite. Old, old school cereals just because there was so much heart put into the actual design of it. Like they had this really thick embossed, uh, glossy holographic Pokemon cereal title on it. Uh, they also included bowl pals inside, which were these little actual Pokemon figures, pretty legit that you could put on the side of your bowl to accompany you while eating. Very and cool. It was just an overall very, very nostalgically sealing experience for uh, people who are about my age. But now it's not Kellogg's who is releasing a new Pokemon cereal, but General Mills. And um, all we've seen from it so far is this leaked box art from Cereal Life on Instagram. And uh, Cereal Life has leaked a number of General Mills cereals before with 100% accuracy. So I do not doubt that this Pokemon cereal is actually coming out. The box art is probably subject to change. But if you look at the actual core concept here, it's kind of a bit of a... De- disappointment it is it's called berry bolt cereal and the the base cereal consists of just blue and red corn puffs with what looks to be it's really unclear whether they're marshmallows i'm just assuming that they're marshmallows but little pikachu heads and pikachu tails that are yellow and sort of interspersed throughout the cereal to create a real 
uh, a vivid primary color experience, but kind of a downgrade from the original, uh, you know, much more accurate Lucky Charms interpretation of so long ago. I will say, though, it looks extremely, it's triggering something in me, this <laughs> this color combination, that looks extremely, extremely good. It could be, remin- because it's reminiscent of my favorite cereal of all time, uh, Smurfberry Crunch, mm-hmm. um, which had this same color palette. It was obviously leaning into like the berry berry thing. Smurfberry Crunch is more predominantly uh, red, but... Uh, it there is something that gives me hope that I'll be able to taste my favorite cereal of all time again. That maybe its its flavor will be summoned up uh, by by a new challenger. Um, I don't know. It looks pretty good. I gotta say, I think it <laughs> it looks very tasty. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I just have I guess a problem with berry as a flavor description, just because it can it can vary so much. Like you see. It's true. The likes of a a targeted strawberry Cheerios or a blueberry Cheerios. You know exactly what you're getting versus like, I don't know. This makes me immediately think of the FYE Blue Eyes White Dragon cereal. That was just extremely disappointing and and lacking any real fruit flavor. So it's uh, fair. I guess guess we'll have to hold judgment on this one, much like Chocolate Ego, until we know more. What other licensed uh, General Mills cereals are there? I'm trying to think where where their heads have been at. Um, Hmm. Uh, what, what what I'm trying to figure out what we can compare it to. Right, um, right. I guess the there was the Tricks World Tour Trolls cereal that not was a too good long combo. ago. That, that was, was a good solid. Combo. I that guess was kind of cheating. It they piggybacked off the Tricks license. Yeah, it just seems like I'm more I'm more used to Kellogg's doing these licensed products. Yeah, so that's it's, what gets it's harder me to find hope, a frame though, of right? reference. Like Kellogg's um, is, has proven themselves to be uh, unreliable in yeah, this yeah. in this world, um, if not antagonistic. <laughs> right, right, right. I guess we saw the the Jolly Rancher cereal, if that counts. I guess not, yeah, not really a, yeah, a but branded that's, property. Oh, we did see the Minion cereal not too long ago. That was still oh, haven't been able to find that one. Uh, I would stop looking if I were you <laughs> personally. Now, Dan, um, you know that I can't do that. It's sweet of you to say, but the Mandalorian cereal coming as well. The Baby Yoda cereal from okay, General Mills. That's a little, so. That one looks rough. Yeah, <laughs> kind of stretching it there, but we can uh, have hope if we want. Yeah, why not? It's better than the alternative. Um, there's a bonus story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one is not edible, but uh, it looks so good that you might want to eat it. Anything's believe- edible if you believe in yourself, Dan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is. This is something that's been out for a while, but we're only starting to see the fruits of it now. It's Captain Crunch's mail-away figurines. So for a while now, Captain Crunch has been including codes inside the box to redeem online at crunchadventure.com. And once you have two codes, you can send away for a Captain Crunch vinyl figurine. And there are four different ones. One, I believe, is exclusive to Captain Crunch cereal purchased from Walmart. But uh, uh, we're, since it happened so long ago and since the, the lead time on actually getting this shipped and delivered to you is so long, we're only just now seeing people receive their Captain Crunch figurines. And mm. I kind of slept on this offer, but looking at the actual figurines now that people are posting, they look pretty slick. They are sizable, they are vibrant in color, and they are very much an accu- accurate likeness of the Captain, unlike some of the more uh, caricatured uh, images we've seen of him lately. 
Uh, I just think this is interesting because, uh, well, well, just for the record, you only have until August 31st, apparently, to redeem your codes. So you might want to go on a crunch binge right after you listen to this. But uh, what's interesting is that just just today, Captain Crunch returned to Twitter uh, saying that he was sorry that he's been gone for so long because it's been like two years or so since he had a reliable social media presence. Um, so if nothing else, I'm excited to see what this, this new reintroduction to the world Captain Crunch can give us in terms of new flavors, new varieties, etc. Uh, I'm. It's time for my favorite uh, portion of the show where we get into... Uh, reviewing some of these new new offerings. How are, how are things looking out there? Let's start with um, Dunkin' cereals, which we both uh, received. I guess they're mm-hmm. early, right? It, or are they out by now? Yeah, I think they are in some stores right now, but it's kind of a slow trickle to get okay. them onto shelves. Um, I guess I'm interested to hear your thoughts first. Which did you prefer out of the Dunkin' Caramel Macchiato and the Dunkin' Mocha Latte cereals? I think I tr- I tend to tr- now. Correct me if I'm wrong. Before we get into this, you're not a big coffee person, right? The, no, I'm the, a very big coffee person. Okay, you're a very big coffee person. <laughs> okay, good. All right, excellent. I knew it was one of those. Either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You really narrowed it down. Uh, I liked. Probably prefer the caramel macchiato just because. Um, I feel like mocha latte, especially like mocha flavor in cereals, is like a much more well-trod territory. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like the caramel left more room for the coffee flavor to distinguish itself. Um, I overall, I will say, really liked both of these. Um, I, I, they're not, uh, it's not as strong of a coffee hit as I necessarily want. Like, I want Mm -hmm. it to be like tough <laughs> you know yeah, like I, yeah. I want more coffee flavor but uh the coffee flavor there's there is good i mean it's it's well realized a lot more so than what was the last one of these that was like the flat sort of cookie crisp style pieces oh general mills mocha crunch yeah, yeah very, it, that very was a big ne- disappointment there yeah huge disappointment i think these come off uh much better yeah i would uh, i would agree with you on on all points um i do think this is better just because they are much more forward about the fact that there's actual Dunkin' coffee in this. There is apparently one-tenth the, the amount of caffeine of a, a cup of coffee per, per cereal serving. So it's not like a ton, but you know that you can actually expect something more real here. And while definitely the coffee doesn't come across as the, the forward note in either of these flavors, it does provide a very good complement to, to these dominant sensations. The caramel macchiato, I would agree, is much better. It reminds me of the Girl Scouts Caramel Crunch cereal mm. that came out a few back mm-hmm. a few years back from General Mills. Yeah. Uh, in that obviously a lot of caramel cereals, you'd think it's a very simple flavor to get right, but they tend to do them very, very differently and it tends to vary in just how much it hits right. But I think this is definitely on the right track of what a caramel should be. It's golden brown, of course it's caramelized and the the sort of coffee rounds that out and the the marshmallows actually serve a good purpose here in in reminding me of the whipped cream that you would see yeah in a sort of sugary coffee beverage the mocha latte oh yeah i just gonna say it's interesting that um we have a dunkin cereal that is not referencing donuts uh Mm -hmm. i think yeah you know i think that that's very notable because the last dunkin cereal we got of course was were little donut shaped pieces that is that is is interesting that was a cult classic Cereal yeah. was the original Dunkin' Dunkin' cereal from the '80s, and now we're getting to the drink territory, 
And yeah, as I was about to say, the, the mocha latte is definitely a little bit weaker just because it's more of something that you would expect. Yeah. Uh, but still, it's leagues better than the mocha crunch from General Mills. And it kind of reminded me a lot of Count Chocula, maybe if he had grown up, if that's something that an ageless vampire can do, <laughs> uh, and sort of settled down into a more corporate mindset and just drinks his coffee every morning and gets right to work uh, and pounding out the cereal or whatever. Yeah, I like both of these though. I think well worth checking out. And you know Definitely. what? I shouldn't be disappointed because honestly, you know, you talked about coffee not being the lead flavor, but I think that that's actually true of the beverages that mm-hmm. they're trying to emulate. So I think that that is a fair, I mean, it's a fair choice. Yeah. If nothing else, I'm impressed that there's an actual corn based cereal that impressed me. Yeah. Um, it's a good texture too. I, for whatever that's worth. Um, it's it is it feels uh, substantial. I would say mm-hmm. for especially for a corn cereal. Uh, what's what's next? Uh, another another licensed deal. Yeah, let's pivot right from being impressed to being depressed. I guess. Uh, next, we have Funfetti cereal. No way you're expecting anything from Funfetti cereal, Dan. Yeah, it's just. Obviously, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that we're kind of overwhelmed with these vanilla or sugar-flavored cereals that really offer nothing else except the promise of birthday cake, which is something I've stated again and again, just does not work in a cereal context because it is not rich enough. It does not have enough layers of flavor to distinguish itself from, like, you know, literal sugared gruel and... I'll admit I had a little bit of hope for a Funfetti cereal just because this one kind of came out of left field. You'd think that because Funfetti is a Pillsbury product that it would have come from General Mills, but there's kind of, it's kind of up in the air who actually produced this cereal because Funfetti as a baking mix is licensed to a different company and it is ultimately unclear who actually produced the cereal component behind this. I have reason to think it might be post just because this reminded me a lot of the Timbits birthday cake cereal which was made and licensed out to post but ultimately what you're getting here is a very very intense smell of birthday cake but a cereal Mm. that really falls flat when it comes to delivering on that sure there's notes of like fake vanilla extract in there and lots of sugar but it just does nothing to elevate itself to the level of any chocolate cereal, any fruity cereal, any peanut butter cereal. And just the fact that they need to tell me three times at least on the box that this is a fun cereal really just <laughs> really just reveals it as an overcompensating product to begin with. Uh, can we hope for anything better from uh, Off Limits cereal? Yeah, so so we had mentioned this and talked about it on the last episode, uh, just as a, a news topic, how this is a a very indie cereal billing itself as a, a countercultural breakfast product that wants to sort of subvert the norms of what you expect from the cereal industry, uh, bringing actual female mascots into into the foray and giving us some more creative flavors than you might normally see. And we kind of talked about it after the show because we had sampled some, but now we're ready to dig into it deeper. And I'm interested to know which, uh, between the zombie vanilla pandan cereal and the dash cocoa coffee cereal you liked better. Um, I I really actually liked dash. Dash is infused with, they make some pretty bold claims Basically, that it turns your milk into cold brew, which I mm. I 
would not go that far. Uh, but it does, you know, it has a genuine coffee. This is the yeah, coffee flavor, yeah. you know, that we were, I was talking about. I mean, it's not even that sweet to cut the, it's sweet, but it's not that sweet to undercut the, the coffee-ness of it. Um, I would say overall it's, it, it, it was a good effort that gets me excited about this, this company and sort of like what their future could be because I like a lot of what they're doing. I got a can of um, black spray paint. Ah, as, like, I got a the toy. white one. I got the white oh, one. Interesting, yeah. Which I've already used, by the way. Thank you very much for sending that black <laughs> spray paint that I forgot I ordered and needed for a woodworking project. Um, nice. That's very cool. Uh, and I think the designs are cool. And just the vibe of the whole thing is like uh, nostalgic in a way that mm -hmm. I, like a lot of cereals, even like childhood favorites aren't anymore. It like I think is harkening back to how cereal made you feel back then as a kid, rather than you know moving on to the kids of today. Quite rightfully so, I get it. Uh, uh, every generation should have their childish things, but um, I, I was a little disappointed just texturally, texturally with these, and I, I'm sure you will state whatever I, as you want to do, state whatever I'm fumbling at much more eloquently. But um, I would say just uh, a little bit one note for me on the texture. Uh, and I, it didn't have that uh, sense of wanting to like finish, finish the, the bowl, I would say. Yeah. It's super tough for like, obviously any indie cereal company to try and compete with the big boys, especially when it comes to your base grain. Cause you see lots of wild experimentation in terms of what that base grain is going to be. And I have to imagine that, when you're a multi-billion dollar company like General Mills or Kellogg's, you can really, really get straight to the good nooch and get that processed, uh, super, super rich corn flour or oat flour and just start from there. And it's a lot harder when you need to, to decide on that mix yourself. And yeah. I guess that would definitely be my main recommendation to, to the folks at Off Limits if they're listening to this is to experiment a little bit more with that. They have a very, very diverse blend of the, the flowers that they're using in the base of this. Like there is, there is oat, and of course, and all that, but you really taste the coconut flour, I think, more than anything. And that was what stuck with me through both of the flavors. You're definitely right that like the, the robust coffee pop in the Dash cereal is so strong that it almost necessitates milk in any context, unless you actually like eating coffee beans. Um, I felt amped. I actually dig that. Like, especially in the morning when, when you like need someone to kind of punch you in the throat and mm -hmm. get you amped to go. Like it felt, I, I felt that, uh, when I, when I ate dash. Yeah. I did kind of like the zombie one. I think it was my preference. Um, first of all, I think it's very, very interesting that they had these two sort of yin and yang type cereals, one that's supposed to hype you up and one that's supposed to calm you down. Mm -hmm. Genius idea. Definitely. Um, yeah. the, the, the zombie one is vanilla and pandan, which is supposed to be a sort of calming ingredient that I didn't really know anything about. Um, but what you get overall from that is sort of this sweetened coconut cereal because of the coconut flour in it. And if you go in expecting that and you don't have sort of a vendetta against coconut, I think you'll really enjoy it. Plus the color of that one is just so weird because it's kind of like this... It's an unpleasant uh, adjective, but like a swampy yellow-green. And while it doesn't sound pleasant it's, it's it's pretty interesting to look at and it's definitely a break from what i'm used to plus like you said the the toys and the spray paint that you can get along with ordering this make it worth at least one try in my opinion especially as we go forward and hope for for more exciting characters and fun out of off limits 
Um, those uh, are the serial reviews, but now we're going to cross cross the streams mm-hmm. f- for a uh, serial uh, breakfast pastry combo. Yeah, this is even beyond the, the boundary breaking that we usually do when we talk about Pop-Tarts, but this is a toaster strudel. It is specifically a Golden Graham's S'mores toaster strudel. Uh, you and I are both big fans of Golden Grahams. Uh, I don't think that needs to be stated too often just because it's so obvious, because it's a beautiful, simplistic, incomparable cereal in terms of what it provides uh, to the Graham community and the greater Graham fandom. <laughs> um, so it was very exciting since we never really see new Golden Grahams varieties of cereal, which might be for the best, just because, again, it's a very simplistic cereal that knows what it's good at. But we see s'mores Golden Grahams like cereal bars, and now we have the Golden Graham s'mores toaster strudel. And while ultimately I was very happy with this product, it did not deliver on the Golden Grahams front like I would have liked. So mm. I was hoping that you'd taste it in the very, very pastry shell itself. Uh, but this is very, very standard to what you'd get from any toaster strudel. Uh, the base sort of shell is flaky, golden brown, buttery, all that good stuff. But it doesn't have sort of that Golden Grahams kick. Instead, 100% of the Golden Grahams experience has been infused into the little pouches of icing that they include for you to sort of spread on top of every toaster strudel. Hmm. That's that stuff is so good. Like if you're just tasting it out of the little pouch, it tastes exactly like a concentrated, like the concentrated raw essence or ore of a golden grams and milk experience boiled <laughs> down into this this beautiful goo that there's unfortunately not enough of. Yeah, just sort of uh, if you if you dug beneath the golden grams mountain and found a rich vein of sort of this top brown uh, golden grams stuff. Uh, that's what you're looking at here. And it was my excitement for this that led to a bit of disappointment on the inside of the toaster strudel as well, because you have these ribbons of marshmallow and chocolate filling inside, but you're really, really just hit. I guess it's kind of accurate to a s'more in that when you bite inside, you're just walloped with marshmallow 100%. Um, it's not the most toasted marshmallow, uh, nor is the, the chocolate all that forward, but if they rebranded this as sort of like a Long John donut or like an eclair toaster strudel, I think that would be spot on. Mm. Um, so if you temper your expectations of what a Golden Graham S'mores toaster strudel will be, you might still really, really enjoy it like I did as something less than that, but still uh, uh, very, very potent and delicious. Uh, we asked you, uh, beloved listeners, what bar let's bar snack or bar meal or what have you should be turned into a cereal. And, uh, this is what you told us. Hi, Dan and Justin. This is Izzy. I think that the bar shaped dessert that would be best converted into cereal would be Tim Tams. If you've ever done a Tim Tam slam, you know that it already involves milk. So I think that making the Tim Tam smaller and putting a bunch of them in a bowl with milk would be a no-brainer. Thanks. My name is Brenna from Manassas, Virginia, and the bar-shaped treat I would turn into a cereal is probably seven layer bars. The recipe varies, but usually it's um, graham cracker, and then nuts, and chocolate chips, and butterscotch, and coconut, and then just as much 
swing because as well as you have and pour it on top and it turns into just like a gooey mess and it's very good. Hi Dan and Justin, this is Joel from Indiana. My pitch for a bar-shaped food turned cereal is baklava. The crispness of the phyllo dough is a texture unlike any other. It would be unique and satisfying cereal consistency. Combine that with the nutty, buttery, honey, and most importantly, pistachio-y flavors, it would make for what I think is a near-perfect cereal. Thanks so much for the show. Uh, those are all excellent. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, like, those are all, like, take them all to the bank. I think that they're all fantastic, especially Tim Tams is just begging for it. Um, and uh, I think Seven Layer Bars is an absolute slam dunk as yeah. well. But when, when you ba- first asked this... would be great. I just don't have a lot of uh, faith. Right. Um, now, I was going to say that when you first asked this question, I'm like, that's pretty obscure. I don't know how much we'll get from that. But, like, I think we got more answers for that question than anything we've gotten before. So yeah. major uh, ups to the creativity around here. A lot of great voices, too. Thank you. Uh, do you have a question on hand, or, or do you have uh, – or I have one if not. I would like to ask, in the yes. light of Dunkin' Cereals and the, the Dash Off Limits cereal, what would be your dream integration of coffee into a cereal? Mm. Absolutely. Well, you can go to um, bowl.rest, and you'll see a little button there. You can click to leave us a message. If you plug in a microphone, that's uh, ideal, but not necessary. Just, uh, you know, keep it keep it cool uh i like how everyone has started to develop a little bit of a sort of emulated r tone to give it kind of a whispery vibe and it it starts to have this feeling of someone like come here i want to tell you about a cereal i came (laughs) up with i just had an idea for a cereal come under the table with me i want to tell you about it the empty bowl accent if you will yeah uh dan let's talk about cheese which I don't know that we've ever done on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe cream cheese at some point? Mm. Uh, but I can't think of another opportunity we've had to discuss cheese. So this is based off of a lot of people tagging us in the replies to Craft of Mac and Cheese fame, of course. Um, they did this really, really cheap sort of marketing poll where they basically just put mac and cheese for breakfast on the boxes of Kraft mac and cheese uh, to sort of literally, I guess, just get people talking about the idea of mac and cheese for breakfast. Um, I don't really know what they're going for with that. I can't imagine that the the risk is too high to just change their box art a little bit because the product is exactly the same. Um, so whatever you feel about eating mac and cheese for breakfast, um, I, I guess too if you this is very much when we were talking about balanced breakfast before like they show it in the image as sort of you eating mac and cheese alongside an orange slice and all of these other peddly things yeah uh, to try and make up for the experience but it, it made me question where in the overall cereal aisle cheese might have a place as an ingredient do you have do you have an idea that springs to mind so obviously cheesecake is the first thing that comes to mind right and i think we might have talked about it before, partly like in reference to the strawberry cheesecake Pop-Tarts that came out not too long ago. And yeah. there have also been cheese Danish Pop-Tarts before. But if we're talking about actual cereal, I think I think you were on the right line of thought when it comes to cream cheese. I think there's all kinds of sweet bagels out there um, that 
if you were to sort of do maybe like a, a cinnamon cream cheese and raisin bran, that could probably oh, be yeah. a very, very good way to add a little bit of sort of tang or richness to raisin bran, which is kind of really, really dry and lacking in some sense. Um, yeah, I think it would be a good combo. One of my favorite combos is like graham crackers and cream cheese. Mm. Um, and I know that's not a classic enough pairing probably to get a cereal model after it, but uh, like the idea of graham pieces with uh, cream cheese flavored marbits. Mm. I feel like cream cheese flavored marbits could actually be a really good component for a lot of stuff. It'd be a great combo with like peanut butter cereals or, or anything like that. Um, I think it could be a really nice nice addition i can imagine that adding a, a creamy factor sort of like the emulating the cream in a duncan drink like you were talking about yeah i can see that very much leveling up the the marshmallow experience just because cereal's obviously been around for so many decades and no matter the evolutions that it's gone through marshmallows are basically still just cereal marshmallows so if we could get an alternative to the sort of uh, uh, snappy and light cereal marshmallow that's a more dense uh, and creamy cereal marshmallow that could be really really fun um, yeah i'm picturing like a cannoli cereal maybe uh with a little bit of a, a ricotta uh dispersed throughout um can you imagine can you see your way to a traditional cheese integration like a cheddar uh integration uh i mean if we're talking about like the realm of the honey brunches of oats cereals where we saw the chicken and waffles and the maple I think bacon. That's the territory, yeah. Yeah, if you're just going like full on shamelessness about it, like I guess there's there's really no limit. I looked up like different sweet cheeses in order to do research for this segment and they recommended blue cheese, which doesn't really stri- strike me as a, a no, sweet gosh. cheese, no. but it oh, made me no, think no. of Someone at Post is probably ideating a chicken cordon bleu cereal as a sequel to the sort of monstrosities that they've created already. And, I mean, if you're going to do something that's outside the bounds of traditional cereal, if you're going to go off limits, if you will, you might as well go for broke. Sure. Yeah, why not? Um, Folks, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, if you would like to contribute to our show, it, it, we sure would appreciate it. Head on over to bowl.rest, and uh, you can leave us a monthly donation. Like, uh, it's just 99 cents, uh, 5 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you can do. Half of that goes to keep Serialistly.net running. The other half goes to uh, a local food shelter here in, uh, in Huntington, West Virginia. And uh, we, we sure appreciate it. Yes, and as always, we want to extend our thanks to some of the people who helped make this show possible. Emily Loper for doing our fantastic editing. Chris Zabriskie for the fantastic opening tune of The Sun is scheduled to come out tomorrow. And Bria Davis for the, again, fantastic uh, Empty Bowl uh, new podcast art that we've debuted recently of the sweet, sweet pink cereal beach we all love so much. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to join us again next time. Uh, but until then, for Dan Gubert, I'm just a McElroy. Remind, or do we normally do our names, Dan? Do we say uh, both our names? Or do no, I say I for? So you usually do okay. this for me. All right. <laughs> I take care. Just sit back, Dan. Let me say <laughs> okay, your name. Okay. Okay. For Dan Gubert, I'm just a McElroy. Be sure to join us again next time. And as always, don't forget to. Drink the milk. 
I was letting you do it for me that time. I thought that was the I deal. I shouldn't have hesitated. I shouldn't have hesitated. <laughs> Dang it. Don't forget to drink the milk. There he is. Can't help yourself. I gotta get it in there.